happy Monday. This is uh, the Northern Miner Podcast. We have returned once again. I'm going to stop saying that at some point because we have, will have been here for like a good six months at some point. We're all we're on episode <laughs> nine, so we do keep returning. Everything's going pretty smoothly. You'll have to uh, excuse us if it sounds like we're recording this in shop class in high school because there is a bit of construction going on, and I fail to see the use of a sound studio if there's a saw outside of it uh-huh. but 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 you'll if there's a if it sounds like a dentist drill in the background yeah the table why. is like vibrating yeah there's some some, some serious construction so <laughs> thanks to our friendly neighborhood carpenters for uh providing the soundtrack for this uh week's episode yeah that's right uh, um so yeah uh this is the shop it's not the it's not the shop class episode this is actually we're gonna do we're gonna be fairly focused on the north yeah. This episode because we have a big uh, a big northern or far north I think we're calling it uh, special coming out so we've been looking a lot at uh, activity in the territories um, and things like that so so um, quite a bit of our uh, content will be focused on some stuff up north in Nunavut specifically we talked about Amaruk last week so we'll kind of spin off that mm. we don't need to rehash that again I think we've gone over it like yeah go times. back to uh, other podcast yeah, episodes listen yeah. to it it's pretty rad we, yeah. we got right into it yeah Leslie's uh, dug into the geology the geology that. is amazing go check it out uh, so yeah the two things we will be looking at probably uh, that will dominate this week are the far north stuff and also we'll be looking at the golden triangle in BC because there's golden been a lot triangle. and the construction which is the tie-in with the construction outside yeah. here exactly yeah. Construction everywhere. Construction this, everywhere. This is what, basically what it sounds like yeah. in Northwest BC yeah. at the Up moment. Up in the triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's launch off. I got um, the usual metrics that we start the week with, uh, markets, metals, things like that. There is some interesting stuff going on, actually, uh, silver especially, but we'll get into that momentarily. Firstly, the TSX, uh, when I walked into studio here, was at 13,834 points. Um, so humming along, doing quite well. Uh, we'll talk about that in the tweet section. I have a... Uh, a question of whether these markets are sustainable or not was one of the tweets. Dun, dun, so. dun. Also to note as well, this is Thursday. It is Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, d- uh, as always, we c- record on Thursday, post we're on Monday. Thursday. Yeah. So, so we, uh, we said happy Monday, but we weren't. We were well, kind of for you listeners, it will be Monday. <laughs> okay. So I thought I'd, I'd I'd quantum leap or time travel or whatever, <laughs> what have you, and and welcome everybody to next week. <laughs> I, uh, we're not skipping the weekend. God forbid we're, we're not skipping the we're weekend. <laughs> there's, like, there's like a large amount of pints that need to be drank this weekend. Um, the Toronto Stock Exchange Venture uh, it was at 658 and 74 points. That's actually really good. Yeah. Um, good. Well, rel- we can all say everything's relative, really. It, it used to be much better. I remember 900 points. That was sweet. 1200 yeah now we're talking uh but so it's better than when it was at 500 uh which start the year um copper uh continues to hover between around 210 and two just below 230 today it's at 225 a pound um talk a little bit of macro in a moment on why that is uh gold is at gold is smoke show everyone's talking gold these days it's it's kind of propping up the market <laughs> the, the junior well the junior market anyway at this point um but it's at one thousand two hundred fifty dollars and fifty cents nice uh west texas intermediate at forty three dollars and forty two cents a barrel and we did just talk about uh, kuwait and um What's going on with uh, with oil supply right now? Uh, but mostly that that rises is on U.S. economic data and some some messages coming out of China. And then silver, eleven month high. Briefly. Yeah. So silver silver guys are friggin' Pan American ho- Silver has been having quite yep. a run in their share price. Yeah, I think sure. I think quite a few of them have been doing fairly well. Uh, it is at it was at around seventeen dollars uh, an ounce when I walked in. 
Um, and as we mentioned, that's a 17, uh, 17 month high. So um, interesting, I just got a note from TD Economics today on silver just because they were like, oh God, we got to revise our price decks because we thought it was going to be crappy for like another year at least. So TD had had a uh, modeled silver prices it's around $16 an ounce for both 2017 and 2018, uh, 2016 and 2017. So this year and next year, uh, they have thus f- uh, far bumped them for this year to $17 now. So a dollar up per ounce and 2017, they bumped them to $18. So they're up a little bit. I know a few, uh, a few I love so- these price forecasts. Oh yeah. They're they so just, <laughs> I think they just pull them out of a hat. Uh, no, that's unfair. I mean, they, they, it's just, it's, it's more so, they have to base their assumptions on something, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and so uh, just rewinding to copper briefly, uh, another note I got from Canada Court, policy action in China um, and the U.S. is seemingly underpinning copper at around 220. Uh, they, they question whether that's a bit high. A lot of people think copper should be a little lower than 220 right now. Not Obviously, we've talked about not over the long run, but right now. Um, and, and one of the things they mentioned is, is, and we've talked about this before, is we've yet to see really any material curtailments in copper production. Like nobody's really closed any mines or done any big cutbacks yet. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, but pursuant to that, big base metal earnings coming up. So I got dates for everybody. Anybody wants to check in on these conference calls, on these earnings forecasts, whatever you want to do. Uh, Nevsun Resources on April 21st. Tech Resources on April 26th. Yeah. Capstone, same, April 26th. Lundy Mining, the 27th. First Quantum, the 28th. Hud Bay, the 28th. <laughs> Copper Mountain, May 2nd. And Imperial Metals, sometime in mid-May. That's a, that's just pure Imperial Metals. Well, we'll do it at some point in May. I don't have any idea when, but we'll be get, we'll get there. Probably the last possible day they can file them. Um, but uh, yeah, so big uh, big copper earnings this week. Lots of the big guys coming up. So take a look at that. Um, also, there's some gold uh, gold Q1s are coming up. Barrick Gold Corp. Newmont was last night. Did really well. Smoking smoking results. I haven't seen those yet. Yeah, I, I'll, I'm. Uh, I'll probably rate those up. I'll take a look. They did disclose that they have a bribery. Uh, probe going on like some of their they didn't disclose which country that they were getting maybe Indonesia probe. well the speculation Am was I actually <laughs> Peru yeah it could be Indonesia. Because, well, yeah they, they, we could we could speculate but uh, I have no clue so um so yeah so let's jump in to uh, do you want to start with the golden triangles or start with uh with the Nunavut action Let's totally start with the golden triangle. All right, let's do it. Because there's been um, not massive deals, but there's been a little bit of uh, movement as far as claim ownerships and guys doing deals and staking. So we'll start with, um, I haven't seen the article yet. I know Trish is working on it. Uh, This was on April 19th. So this was Tuesday uh, of uh, last week, if you're listening to this on Monday. Um, (laughs) But uh, Seabridge Gold uh, acquired Snip Gold. for around it, it, the consideration measures up to just under 10 million so about 9.9 million um and it's about one <laughs> this is the best snip shareholders are entitled to receive 163rd of a share of seabridge so whatever you whatever you have divide it by 63 that's what you want <laughs> um so uh but it was 124 percent premium so it was about 29 bad. cents a share so I, I i don't have it on me what uh well, it's it's 124% premium based on SNP's close at the time of the offer. So, um, and Leslie is is our resident Golden Triangle expert. I love the Golden Triangle. Um, so all this stuff, maybe the best way to start is if you want to give us all sort of a geographic, verbal geographics on where. So you have KSM, right? Oh yeah. Uh, where the uh, we're also going to get into Colorado on the KSP, and then 
who else? Skeen is right there, right? Yes. So this is all kind of within, well, not necessarily rock throwing distance of each other, but it's kind of. Oh, it's all kind of, yeah. It's a big are, little like, cluster. It, are, the, are like most of these claims contiguous to each other? Um, well, KSM. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, they have probably the largest, one of the largest metal accumulations yeah. in, in the world. Yeah. Um, in terms of copper and gold. Yeah. And um, that's like spread out between three different deposits, Bakir, Sulfurets, and Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, I, I'm not exactly sure the kilometer distance. I think it's about eight kilometers. Like if you just go over mountain range, there's Bruce Jack. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's right there. Oh yeah. Pretium's right there too. Yeah. yeah there's, so Pretium's Bruce Jack is there. Um, and then of course you have nearby that, then you start seeing the KSP. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the Colorado. similarity in name. And that's Colorado yeah. resources. Yeah. Um, and then from the KSP property, about like 15 kilometers or so away from that, you have the SNP. Mine, which is now owned by Skeena. By Skeena, who just picked that yeah, up. Yeah, just picked yeah, that up from Barrick. Former Barrick. Uh, and, and, and yeah, so, so it's this, all kind of clustered. Uh, this In the deal for Snip Gold, which is actually the company, we don't get Snip Mine and Snip Gold confused. Snip Gold's actually the company, Snip's an old mine. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's confusing because everybody names everything. It's like SK2. Snip. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, I can't keep track of them. Yeah, anyway, yeah, um, so what Seabridge ended up picking up was around 286 square kilometers. Um, I, I guess it's sort of a butts KSM. I'm I'm assuming that it's the really geology is really similar. Is and similar. the reason why they did that is because they said geological similarities on the Snip Gold's ground, and as well as personal and you know, there's a lot of synergies there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so this this uh, the main asset on on Snip's ground or Snip Gold's ground. There we go, yeah. uh, which is just shy of 300 square kilometers, as mentioned, is this Bronson Slope Porphyry. Right, and it does have a resource on it. It looks fairly similar to KSM in terms of not size obviously but grade district uh, grade profile so it's got 187 million tons at 0.36 gold 0.12 percent copper and 2.1 per uh, gram silver gram silver and then there's some magnetite but we won't mention that so overall contained metals uh, 2.2 million ounces gold and 502.7 million pounds copper and 13.17 million ounces silver right. so it's there it's obviously oh it's all there it's just a it's matter a of uh, um it's it. i do not see equivalent grades here i am not going to attempt to fly off the handle and calculate <laughs> it right here uh 0.36 gram gold point eh, it's not that high that wouldn't be that high i think the idea here is to really emphasize is is the potential that the northwest yeah. bc has obviously ksm speaks for itself it's it's a massive deposit um and it just requires a lot of capital in order to get that going but now yeah. with bruce jack on the go that's really offered a bit of a beacon of of light for the mm-hmm. district by reminding explorers that this can be done and not only that not only can mines be built up there, but there the potential to host multi-million ounce deposits and like huge copper reserves to build. I mean, the potential is there. The rocks there is a volcanic arc, similar to what you find in Indonesia. It yep. just happened to be smashed against like the North American um, craton when like the margins was being formed. So, I mean, it's it's all there. It's just a matter of finding it. Now, Snip Gold, that ground that Seabridge just picked up, yeah. um, they optioned off a fair chunk of that to Colorado Resources, yes. and that forms the KSP property, and it's about 300 square kilometers. Now, if you can envision this, 300 square kilometers, 100 square kilometers of it <laughs> is basically a massive Gaussian that runs yeah, like yeah. considerable just, gold. Like, yeah, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. And I mean, like, you, you go anywhere up in that area, it's just Gaussian after Gaussian as far as the eye can see. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's so... It's 
it's, it's been explored, but it hasn't been explored with modern day technology, you mm -hmm. know? And um, Colorado Resources has been doing some like quite considerable work along with like the geological survey and understanding the main controls on the mineralization up there as well as Predium. And there's been huge leaps and bounds in, in how explorers are finding this stuff that, that are revolutionizing the way that they are looking at the rocks. So um, it's like that T.S. Eliot quote that I used last yeah. week, you know, yeah. you, just, yeah. you always return to the place um, that you thought you knew, but then all of a sudden you know it for the first time by looking at it with like a fresh perspective. And that's exactly what's happening up there. And um, I did catch up with Adam Travis, president and CEO and director Colorado. of Colorado. So let's, uh, I just pick. want to, <laughs> I found this. Where, cool, uh, what did you I find? I lost it again. Oh. oh, here we go, here we go. So they said in their, uh, this is Colorado Resources, talking about the KSP property, uh -huh. um, which uh, lies, so they say right here, it's about uh, the camps located about 30 kilometers to the southeast of KSM Predium. So... Oh yeah, everything's like. So it's like, right. It's yeah. like everybody's. Hey, Everyone can I borrow your right drill? There. Yeah, if totally. Using it? <laughs> Total <laughs> yeah. synergies there. So so. Same rock, same everything. As we'd mentioned previously, the KSP had not been a focus for Colorado up till this year, really, right? Oh no, they've been working on it they've since 2013. It, since they, but they hadn't drilled it. No, they've been drilling they've been it. They've been drilling it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. well, um, like really modest sort of uh, okay. drill programs. Okay. So okay. they started doing a lot of geological compilation work, I think, in 2013, and then they started drilling it. And they made two porphyry discoveries last year. But when I was talking to Adam at the yeah. Kamloops Exploration Group conference there the other week, um, he was telling me that they decided to switch gears from porphyry targets, because of market conditions, obviously, to high-grade gold. Yep. He said grade is king. So this year they're going to be looking at the Inel historical showing that's kind of like in the heart of their KSP property. And um, the cool thing is about the Inel is that it is basically forgotten about. Like the last time anybody looked at it was International Gulf Metals, okay. Minerals, oh God, Minerals, I think. Um, in 2001, they went back up there to see, hey, does this warrant any more work? Because last time we were here, it was covered in a glacier. So <laughs> yeah. when they went back, they found that we the glacier yeah. was gone. And then they also noticed that, hey, wait a second, 17,000 meters of historical drilling has been tied to any surface geology work so nobody really knows where the heck the 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 orientation of the ore body is just, or anything and and up. didn't even understand what the what the geology of the deposit was but yeah. anyway so not a really a big resource to find there because of the limited drilling it was focused on two zones the discovery and the ak both are like 600 meters away from each other i'm really ranting like going oh that's off cool. the rails here. I, I, I'm, but I'm interested here it's it. cool because now that colorado picked up the ground yeah. they've been work looking at i being like okay well we need to dig up historical information so they did that and they correlated it with brand new samples that they dredged up on surface because the glaciers are gone and then they found this like oh my god how big of a golden anomaly is it on the surface it's like two square kilometers holy smokes of so wait, no one one and a half square kilometers grading 1.27 grams gold in a soil anomaly over way above and beyond where was it they were previously drilling yeah and so um it's really exciting for them because you know there's a lot of opportunity to um create a new geological interpretation of the mineralization there and then have so that expand is, over a kilometer is this at anel then is the, the this is anel yeah is this okay, is anel okay. and anel uh, well, yeah. i don't know it's yeah. spelled i-n-e-l so there <laughs> is, i don't know we're yeah. writers sometimes we speak yes. and our pronunciation can be especially me i'm a newfoundlander so i mean I pronounce everything. Yeah, you know. it's true. It's true. Um, and so this and thing. And then the other thing that they came out with, oh my gosh, this is today. This is uh, today. Is is uh, they doubled their land position in the Golden Triangle. They did. And this is something called the Kingpin property. Uh-huh. Um, 
again, this is a really similar story to what the one you just told, where where exploration goes all the way back to the seventies, essentially. So this this whole area is pretty well, like you said, using older technologies has been pretty well picked over but now people are going back it's a totally different story yeah exactly when, so, when you when you change your geological perspective on a property yeah then it's it it changes the whole story that there's whole new opportunities like anything in life you know you change your perspective new opportunities are going to come your way that you never saw before and so that's how i look at um the, these projects so uh so this kingpin thing uh what they're saying about this is it's uh Favorable geology on strike from the past producing Grand Duke mine, and it's the same thing with the KSP property that they have the same thing they have under option from SNP. So, what they've done is they've added about uh, how much is it? Like, this is through staking and through a private vendor. Yeah, they're basically the third, they're the third largest landholder now. Yeah, so they're behind Seabridge and Predium. And I think it's more strategic. If, If I were to speculate, I'd say that it's more. Strategic. Well, they certainly don't have the financial resources no, to explore to that. No, they're only they're only doing five thousand meters this year, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just yeah. like Travis, by you just doubled your land package. <laughs> yeah. How much more can you yeah. possibly do? But I mean, I don't I don't know. I guess we'll see. T- to be honest, like the the hottest ground, it, the KSP is property. It's it's really fascinating when, when mm-hmm. you look at it. So I mean, I'd like to see thousands of meters being drove into that, just so we can, uh, you know. So there's generate. there is a, a quite a few. Well, no, I shouldn't say quite a few. There's there's a handful of companies um, accumulating significant positions in in the Golden Triangle right yeah. now. So you've got Skina, who is who's done a couple deals. They did the GJ deal with Tech, yeah. and then they just did the Snip Mine deal, the Snip Mine deal, separate from the Snip Gold deal. And yep. then Seabridge picked up more. Colorado now owns a massive amount, three hundred, <laughs> as we said, 328 square kilometers. Well, now um, they're up to like over now. Yeah. They're, they're over 600. 600. Square. They added 328. Jeez, that's right. by 600. So there's, a, so there's some that's action crazy. going on up there. And then uh, we also often mention um, IDM Mining and Rob oh, McLeod yeah, but, and the yeah. boys working on Red Mountain because they're uh, trucking ahead. I think they just raised quite a bit. I can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head. There's been a few gold raises that, that have happened lately. Victoria Gold, who I visit in the Yukon, John McConnell mm. and the guys, just raised, I think it's $24 million from Electrum, which is a fund in New York. Um, I think Rob McLeod, I now I'm going to get this maybe wrong. It's between like 12 and $15 million, I think they just raised for IDM, for, for Red Mountain. So mm-hmm. lots of money going on up there. It will be very interesting to see. Um, we do talk about... Uh, Social license in BC and these new water permitting and everything. So it'll be very interesting to uh, see how this all progresses. So an area to keep an eye on. We do love the Golden Triangle. I want to actually step in one last thing. Yeah. Can I make a prediction? Uh, Yes. Yeah, we're all about predictions. I'm going to make a prediction. Um, As long as it's not I have a feeling that we're going to start seeing more VMS exploration up the Northwest. You mentioned this. And the reason why is because while I was speaking to Predium, um... And Predium will be doing, they're basically on the hunt for another SK Creek on, on their property outside of Bruce Jack. Yeah. Well, because they're, you know, everything's on schedule at Bruce Jack, um, but they still have exploration crews kind of running across the ground. Well, they just raised a bunch of flow through, I think. They have, yeah. They have to spend. And they have to spend it. And yeah. so um, they're like the same rocks that host SA Creek come up through their property. Now, SK Creek happens to be like, you know, the world's like highest precious grade VMS and it's spectacular. A I mean, very they, unique animal. Yeah. Very, very unique animal. Forty-nine yeah. grams per ton. Um, anyway, so I just have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more hype built up around VMS lately, and I just want to make that prediction. 
I, huh? It's my oh, crystal crystal ball of Leslie. BC VMS. That's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Keep it in mind, everybody. If you're. Uh, why can't we find another SK? Crew? Why can't we? Hey. Why is it I, just one? Don't let me. Uh, don't let me keep the uh, geologist down, and let's get out there and do it. I'm. Just I'm down. Everybody, go look. And maybe, maybe I'll create it. Yeah. Exactly. Go out there. Yeah, yeah, just uh, I'm sure we could find a little shell for you somewhere. <laughs> Stake yeah. some property, put it in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's okay. the Golden Triangle. Leslie will, this is all, as uh, we said at the onset, part of our Far North special. Yes. Um, so this is going to be coming out this week, following week. So we'll go to print Tuesday, I believe. And it should be uh, at you, in, your, uh, in your hands by Thursday, Friday of next week. So this has a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, everything we talk about this week is going to be... Um, uh, have a fairly chunky article in the in the far north, so you can really dig into it. If you're interested in the Colorado stuff at KSP, um, Leslie has a, a nice article coming out on that. If you're interested in the uh, Seabridge Snip Gold deal, Trish has an article coming out. Oh on yeah, that. and I totally killed the um, geology description of Predium. I just want to oh. like pat myself on the back. Do you want to read it? No, I'm gonna leave it for readers oh, to it's actually secret. read it. Oh, okay, okay. Seriously, like okay, I, okay. I just described the entire deposit in like a sentence or two. I'm so proud of myself, and it's really good. It's passionate. Excellent. So Very you passionate. can uh, check it out. You could check out Leslie's and let me know what you One think. sentence description of Anybody one of the have... most complicated deposits yeah, around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I nailed it. <laughs> I'm now. I'm gonna read it after we get off the air. No way. You have to wait too, Matt. Oh, what? Ah. No, that's one of my, that's one of the privileges I get from working here. I get to see this stuff before it goes out. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's truck on up to uh, a lot farther north than where we are currently in northern BC, up to none of it, uh, none of it, none of it. Oh gosh. Um, and I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. We have a bunch of stuff. We had been talking about uh, Amaruk and Meadowbank and Ignico. Um, and how exciting it is and how this could feed into a longer mine life at Meadowbank. And we're still eagerly awaiting Ignico releasing any sort of news, which I think is going to come out with their Q1s next week. So you yes. could probably cover that. Um, but there hasn't been any more new news on Amaruk. We're waiting for A, a resource update, and B, some drawers or something, right? Um, but we do have a lot of insight on a lot, a few other projects going on there. The first one, um, everybody knows Hope Bay, I think. And that's TMAC Resources. Uh, this thing has been around for quite a while. Uh, think back to the early 90s, I think, but, you know, prospectively before that. Um, but uh, BHP made the big discoveries in, I think, between 92 and 95. Um, and so now TMAC Resources has it. And they are aiming to uh, hit commercial production in early next year. Um, so that's exciting for, um, this is, uh, it's 125 kilometers southwest of Cambridge Bay and east of Bathurst Inlet. So this is like up, like when we say far north, we're very literal at the Northern Minor. This is very far <laughs> north. Um, so the nice thing about it is that a lot of these majors put uh, boatloads of money into this BHP um, and uh, I think it's M Newmont and Miramar Mining were all involved and put like 800 uh, million into it, Newmont did in 2012. So TMAC can get this thing up and running for a reasonable amount. I think it's 200, just over 200 million. They're about to uh, to hit production. It's going to produce 160,000 ounces gold for 20 years. So there's a boatload of stuff up there. Oh my gosh. And from your point of view, they are getting their mill imported from Australia. I find this funny. Because like, could you think of a farther <laughs> place Australia. to bring a yeah. mill <laughs> than from Australia <laughs> to near the Bathurst Inlet? I'm like, I could just imagine there's some there's like some Australian people and they're like, oh yeah, okay, we got to bring this mill up to this place. And they're like, where is it? And they're like, it's in the Arctic. And yeah. Like, I don't know what... It, 
Should we? Yeah, they're like, I don't know if I have a coat for that. Uh-huh. I might have to buy a new coat. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know if I have it. Anyway, so Team Max really interesting. They're they're kind of outside of Ignico, who's got the uh, sort of is the is the guy like the big Kahuna. Is that it? <laughs> I love how you just said that. <laughs> it's like there. he's like pronounced every single syllable Kahuna. Yeah, T uh, Mac is uh, is something to watch out for. Selma had a good article on that, which I, I believe is also in Far North, but. Now we'll move on to something even a bit more earlier stage because I had an opportunity to talk to Orin Resources, um, which has the Committee Bay project, and I think oh, a lot of this stuff's greenstone, right? From what? Yeah. Because uh, but is Archean Amaru age, is Amaru similar, yes, similar greenstone belts? Like there's a lot of banded so formations. Like whack load of these things running all yeah. over like this area, of, like well, all of them of it it seems. But um, Archean was so cool. Yeah, so th- th- there's some interesting stuff. So one of the earlier stage ones w- is Orin Resources. They have Committee Bay. Uh, and the uh, sort of the brains behind this, both financially and technically, people will be fairly familiar with. Uh, you probably know Sean Wallace um, and Ivan Bebek. They were the uh, co-founders of Caden Resources, which discovered El Barquino in, uh, in Mexico, uh, Jalisco State. And then they sold it to Agnico for around $205 million in 2014. So this is their new thing. And I was telling you this because <laughs> they like I went into their office to get like a presentation. Mm-hmm. And... I like usually I go in and it's like some guy with his feet up on the table and he's like, what do you want to know about this? <laughs> and I'm like, but these, these, uh, I, I had a meeting with Sean and, uh, their COO, uh, Michael Hendrickson. And this was like the flash, like they were like on par. Like I was impressed. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> it's like, I feel like I'm like, I like have like institutional money that you want me to invest in your company. So, um, they gave me this really awesome presentation. And one of the things that, that we were talking about that was hilarious is like, they have this list of tech, their technical team and yes, it's like you 20 me. people. Yeah. And it's like all ex Newmont guys, like yeah. metallurgists, uh, structural geos, uh, geophysicists, like every, like they just have like dudes and I'm like, holy smokes. Like this is this is an extensive list of individuals like i'm like is this like a hobby for half these guys or like how like they can't all be like hanging out in the office you need a bigger office so they uh and michael uh hendrickson who's the coo um he was a former global structural geologist for newmont uh newmont mining so he's he's like so impressive yeah he's like my job is to go and look for district scale like deposits all over the world yeah um so he came with uh, over to work with Sean and Ivan, and they did uh, a two-year process where they looked all over, you know, globally for what they could find that resembled smoke for a district, like a district-scale gold discovery. And so they they uh, settled on Committee Bay, which is uh, it's about 180 kilometers uh, northeast of Meadowbank, I think. So it's it's a little bit farther up. Um, so it's not on the same. It's on the Committee Bay belt. So it's a different uh, greenstone belt, but. Um, they think there's an analog between uh, Meadowbank and that kind of vicinity oh, and sure. what they're looking at Committee Bay. Yeah. Um, so what they did was they ended up paying about $20 million in stock for a company called North Country Gold. Uh, they picked this thing up. It already had a resource on it, which was around, uh, let's just say it's like, oh, how much is it? Well, I'll just say it. It's $4.3 million indicated tons at 4.91 grams gold for 683,000 contained ounces and 5.5 million. Uh, million inferred tons. <laughs> I hate reading resource statements on the air. Oh my god! Inferred Shut tons. Average. So it has nine hundred sixty. Because like when we write, we have to be very specific about how we write a resource statement, yes. like where the grams go, how we structure it. Yeah. But now I feel like on the podcast we can be like, okay, they have six hundred eighty-three thousand ounces of indicated gold and nine hundred sixty-five thousand ounces of inferred gold. Done. 
Average grade yeah. 4.9 to 5.4 grams. Right. Um, so it, it, it had like over a million ounces, like well over. So it was nice. But these guys came in, this crack team of like structural geologists. I could just see them flying in, in like black helicopters and be like, ah. <laughs> and like jumping out and like doing all this. So so they were giving me this thing. They're like. Got to Brunton. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, we, so they're like, we turned our, their gun. I hope they don't have guns. No. <laughs> Brunton um, guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need guns in, 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 in Northern Canada. Some some parts of the world. There's polar bears. There is polar. Well, hey, those things are deadly. The stories I have heard about the polar bears are so scare me bad. silly. Oh, if anybody has a good polar, no, actually, no, never mind. Oh, I won't I ask that. I don't know good polar bear stories. There's They're no just good polar bears. Terrifying. Some um, babies are cute though. Yeah, and the bearland grizzlies. <laughs> Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Never mind. So, um, when they went up there, they said, "Okay, we liked uh, the deposit that." Um, the previous operator outlined was called Three Bluffs. And they're like, we like that, but we thought, you know, we were looking at all this data and we're like, whoa, this could be a gold district because there's like so much, uh, scar- uh, I think it's scarring structure running all over the property and they figured out how the ice flows work. They look at, at lithology distributions and all this stuff. Lo- it was a very technical conversation and I was sitting there like, <laughs> okay. Um, but it was really interesting. So what they were saying is what they've done now is they first, they picked up, again, this is a case of someone expanding a land position, like, insanely. So they ended up picking up 500, like, just shy of 600 square kilometers when they bought North Country. They then proceeded to stake and increase their position by 270%. So now they have 2,152 square kilometers. Is this, like, a new trend or something? I don't know. Well, like, the, the way the Sean... biggest uh, land package ever. Well, the way Sean Wallace described it to me um, is that he's like, oh... We started going back and like uh, initially the whole package had been consolidated, but then pieces had lapsed and they'd been like, oh, we, d- we don't have the money to keep that or explore it. So it lapsed. And he went back and said they went over the technical thing and they're like, oh, no, we wouldn't have let that lapse. So they're right. like, so they're like, we had to go out and reconsolidate it all through staking. Um, and one of the really cool uh, quotes I got uh, from Michael is, uh, <laughs> this is, this is, I was like, yeah, that's cool. You should put that in your PowerPoint. Uh, our technical team is very deep, and we can handle a district of the skill like a major, except we're nimble and we're fast. So that's kind of the, the story that the, they're, they're pitching is that they can actually handle a pr- uh, property package of this size, and they do have the financial that's wherewithal. That's a good point. Right? So, yeah. um, so they consolidated this belt, and what they did was they – did what he called a prospectivity analysis. A lot of this stuff is proprietary. I was kind of laughing because I'm like, it's like, we used our proprietary geochemical technology. And I'm like, what do you have, like special shovels or yeah. something? Or like, <laughs> like, I mean, I, usually everyone's using the same lab. I'm like, what is your, propri- like, are they using the GIS a bit differently? I don't know. Anyway, it's proprietary. Don't ask. It's under some sort of They're like using Mac computers. Cloak and dagger, <laughs> silent helicopters flying in. Who knows? Who knows? So they did this thing. And uh, what they came up with is this really interesting, uh, what they call the Anuri Corridor. And it's an anomaly uh, with some promising magnetics and the highest uh, geochemical signatures on the belt that anyone's found. So they found this thing and it was was marked by this boulder train, like this high-grade boulder train. Mm. And the rock samples off these boulders were grading up to like 290 grams gold, like just wild. Um, so what they did was they, this is another, we always like these innovation stories about robots. So they, they brought up this, uh, remote controlled rab drill, like rotary air blast drill. And it, it just roams around the tundra like a robot. And, uh, it has a, I think it's a one kilometer radius without helicopter support. So it can just kind of like 
chill and, and just do rad drilling by itself. Right. Uh, so they brought this thing up and it says it cuts their per meter drill cost by between 65 and 75%. Yeah, rad drilling is so quick too. Yeah. I, I was on a rad drill once in Australia. You rode it around? No, I didn't ride oh, it around. I was just, awesome. Like, I was like sitting there covered in flies. <laughs> we, were, we were going through like this boulder. And it, <laughs> so it was supposed to be like super quick, but in fact, like I was sitting around just waiting for like an hour or two between the runs. <laughs> Oh, so it was just collecting it's flies. It's not as quick as it's not it, as quick it wasn't, it wasn't as quick for me. I was just sitting there sketching. Yeah. So, so what they do is they outline this really promising uh, corridor um, that uh, that they're, that this is going to be the focus of their drilling this season. So they did cool. kind of some proof of concept with the rab to make sure that it worked up there. So they're going to do about ten thousand meters on this Anuri thing. Um, and Sean was telling me he's like, ah, oh, yeah, because the other question I asked, they just raised around. Well, they were going to raise eight million bucks via, I think it was a bot deal, uh, yeah, bot deal offering, but they ended up boosting it to fifteen million, so almost doubling it because there was so much interest. Um, so they're about to close. It looks like they're going to close a fifteen million dollar financing to drill this thing, but they're still only doing ten thousand meters. He said if it's a, it was a better market, he said we'd be doing like way more meterage on it, but mm. because that's how they're wired. But they're just going to do a little bit. Um, well, not a little bit. Ten thousand still for a junior, quite a lot. Um, but so interestingly, so this is, uh, and they said they have um, around the three bluffs thing where the deposit is. They also have a bunch of other upside opportunities. So they think they can generate, you know, they, what they want, what they're talking about is multi deposits. They mm -hmm. want to generate multi million ounce deposits, right? I think with a team like that, yeah, they got the like you always talk about structural geos. I'm a, have like, a structural geo on it's staff. Have a structural yeah. geo on staff, <laughs> yeah. especially if you're dealing with structurally complex deposits. Like, yeah. No question. So this is a really cool story. I won't get into it too much because it is fairly technical and there's some some interesting stuff about the processes they use to narrow down the property package. Because like you said, with a property package that big, the first thing they want to do is narrow their targeting to, mm -hmm. like he said, like 1% of what they have, right? right? So what they've done is they've just um, narrowed it down to this Anuri corridor, which sits along like a 20-kilometer shear structure that they think is gold-bearing based on their interpretation of glacial flows and geophysics. So they're going to drill that this year. Going to be cool. Hopefully they find something. Um, I'm a big fan of theirs. That wasn't a very impressive presentation. So if you guys do listen to this, well done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was, that's Orin. And Orin's really cool. I do, uh, I do suggest taking a, taking a gander at that story. will be out again in our far north feature, uh, uh -huh. which will be coming out next week, late next week, probably Wednesday, Thursday. So good story there. Uh, also check out TMAC, check out Amaruk. Check out uh, Orin. There's some exciting stuff going on up there. There could be like a whack load of gold, like elephant country up in, in Nunavut. So we did. We're hoping anyway. It's always yeah. good, right? Um, and also, you could, it's proven, Agnico's proven that you can mine up there. Like, oh, yeah. Very economically. So it could be really exciting. That's we, what we a lot of. where Pretium's mining. Yeah. <laughs> At least none of it's flat. <laughs> That's what you're talking about, glaciers. Yeah, uh, glaciers, yeah. Don't, you don't want any re-glaciation going yeah, on. Yeah, I was thinking there. that last week. I thought, gosh, like, you know, up in northwest BC, have glaciers have really kind of like went off and retreated in the past 10 years. And I thought, gosh, well, what happens if it. if it advances? It'll probably take just as much time. I know a good. Uh, a good uh, a crew of people who who are, are not so much global warming it says global cooling it yeah yeah and they're like we're in, all these people are worried about uh, worried about global warming what you should really be worried about is global cooling because we can <laughs> we can we can handle incremental increases in heat but humans aren't aren't wired to deal with like I'm not wired to deal inch. with cold I can't even walk on dry that snow. would be a disaster that it would feels be a disaster. like it feels like somebody running their nails down a chalkboard. 
That's why I live in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. We're, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous here. It's going to get a little colder, I heard, though. We won't talk too much about weather. Yeah. It's our weather show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the other thing um, that we had lined up for this week was Leslie had a chance uh, to talk uh, to some of the representatives from Women Who Rock. Yes. Um, and so this is a, uh, event that's coming up at CIM. They do them, I think all over the country really, right? They're, they're, uh, uh cross country outfit women who rock. They're usually at most of the, the PDAC roundup, mm-hmm. um, usually involved in all the conferences. Um, so you had a chance to talk to, um, one of the reps there. So let's, uh, let's get into what they're doing at CIM, which is May 1st, I think. Yes, right? I do have an announcement to make. Um, women who rock. No, 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 no. Oh, no. it's not that? Oh, it's okay. exciting. Okay, good. Exciting. Good, good. Okay. So um, Women Who Rock is an organization that just started a couple of years ago. They, they began as basically like a, a group of women who recognize that, you know, there, there's a lot of knowledge sharing here that they can be made and empowerment. So it started out as just like a little bit of a social gathering and then it went into a full-blown organization. And they're based in Toronto. And so they've been, they've been really successful the past couple of years creating this auction for action which is one of their like star events that they put off and it's a way to promote gender diversity in the industry right um and so they're planning on introducing potentially this event to vancouver in 2017 and they were going to be coming in um for the cim conference here in vancouver may 3rd um, to host a panel discussion to see if anybody would be interested in actually having this auction for action event in Vancouver. Now, what is auction for action? Is it's a really cool opportunity for um, CEOs and leaders in the in the mining industry to auction themselves off to a men- uh, mentee. Like so, it's a mentor mentee sort of relationship. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And it's really neat. And so um, in Toronto, they did one last year. And what happens is, is that there's about like 12 or so um, mentor opportunities. And five of those are basically allocated for students. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so students can, uh, about a month before the big event, students will have an opportunity to write um, some essay on why women in mining is really important and why they are really like interested in having a mentor. Yep. And then they could be elected by an independent panel to basically grab a mentor for an hour or so, one of these top leaders. Um, And then the other five positions or so are auctioned off during this wonderful charity event. Oh, nice. To any woman who's also interested in choosing which mentor that they they would like to um, have a chance to speak with and form connections with. So dinner type deal? Yeah, it's a big, well, it's a cocktail reception. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's just a big gala for, for the auction for action. It's yeah, so um, they're going to be coming in on the third to have a panel discussion, like I said, cocktail reception. Yep. So anybody who's interested in, in becoming a mentor, oh, okay. get in touch with uh, women who rock, specifically Elena Mayer. That's who I was speaking with. She's okay. the president. Yep. She's also senior manager of clients. Um, at PwC. Re- relationship at PwC, yeah. 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 So um, get, get in touch with her if you're interested in becoming a CEO, mentor, CFO, or any sort of leader. You can be male, you can be female, whatever. Um, and if you're also interested in seeking a mentor um if you're a woman go for it like um sign up come down to the um to the event at the panel discussion and and put your name down tickets are fifty dollars it's going to be may 3rd 5 to 7 p.m at the fairmont and this is during cim right Mm -hmm. because when does oh gosh cim's may 1st to 3rd i think right is that right Uh, i think it might be 
third, uh, oh, we're terrible here. Anyway, it's around there. Oh, I'm going to look it up because I can. But Leslie's going to tell you, do you have who the mentors are? Um, well, the main, the reason why they're coming over to Vancouver is because the main sponsors, which is Gold Corp and Pan American Silver, Integra, Silver Wheaton, PwC, big shout out to you guys yep. um, for supporting this. They requested Women Who Rock to come on over to the West Coast. Oh, awesome. And, um, and start this sort of awesome uh event over here to because i read that steven dijon was doing it from integra steven totally is doing yeah. it yeah and i forget who the other uh may 1st to 4th ha may, oh you got it okay. there we go so this is right in the smack in the dab yeah. in the middle of the cim so excellent excellent opportunity i recommend if you can it's if so you cool. can swing it pick up tickets it'll be really cool um and yeah so it's right in the middle and it, everyone's going to be in town because it's CIM. So, yeah. Right. So, so get, get online and get registered. And the reason why it's so important is because, oh my gosh, you know, the number of women in mining, it's 16% of the labor force Yeah. compared to a 61.7% in all, in all sectors, um, for jobs. So, I mean, 16% of women in mining well, compared to see, men. Like I could see that. Maybe it's just oh, in Vancouver, totally. I can we see have, that. I, I feel like I, um, there's quite a, uh, large representation of, of women in in Vancouver who work in the business. Just from my personal experience, I run into, you know, it seems, I, I'd almost say to me personally, it seems like it's almost higher than, than 16%. Uh, I don't <laughs> but know. But I don't know, yeah. I don't like, know. Like, yeah. Pretty much like in, in Vancouver, we're a really small ancestral yeah. community. We all know Everybody each other. Everybody knows each other, if yeah. there's If there's a woman in mining here in Vancouver, we're probably friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe and that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe maybe it's because you always hear me talking about my friends who are geologists who are women. But yeah, it's it's a real it's a real um, issue, and I think I think it's a good opportunity to uh, get women more engaged in the industry and get empowered. So this is yeah, and it's at the uh, the Fairmont Waterfront, so it's right down by the convention center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, as Leslie said, fifty dollars a ticket. So please do get in touch with Elena if you are interested. I just have I have the list of of who uh, Stephen was actually last year. So it was the 2015 auction for uh, action. Um, so uh, we had uh, Jeff Burns from Pan American, uh, Gary Brown from Silver Wheaton, Dave Garofalo now with Gold Corp, and Stephen DeJong with Integra. So going to be some big names, exciting opportunities. Um, so please do do check that out. Uh, give Elena a call if you get a chance, and we will definitely see you at CIM. So. Well, or I'm, you'll be out of town. I'm going oh, to Hawaii. Oh, you're going to Hawaii. I know. Matt gonna, will be covering. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss it. Referring to himself in the third person walking around. That's okay. I'm Matt. Leslie's going to be in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Lucky, lucky. Uh, that's good. <laughs> it's all right. See, I see. I am will be fun. I always have a good time. I think uh, our publisher Anthony Vaccaro is coming out. Yeah. Possibly Anthony. our awesome sales rep Joe Croft. We'll uh, we'll have a good time. We'll hit some of the socials. Have some few beers. Hopefully, I'll see you out there. Um, but without uh, any more delays, it's time to. Uh, to uh, get get down to the uh, bird on a wire, as I call it now, <laughs> or tweets. I wish I had that bird on a wire song. Remember that movie with Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn from like the nineteen late nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties? It was filmed in Vancouver. That's why I remember it. Bird on a wire. Who sang that song? Uh, anyway, anyway, tangent, tangent. I'll figure it out for next week. Uh, so here's our tweets for the week. Uh, we had I had referred to this at the onset, but Deutsche Bank uh, just tweeted mining sector up, and I don't know exactly what the definition of this is, but mining sector up 46% year to date. And Deutsche Bank's question is: Are valuations already too too high again after commodities slump? So they're wondering if uh, if some stuff's maybe a little bit overbought. Oh, excuse me, overbought already. So uh, that's a tweet from Deutsche Bank. 
Very bright and sunny tweet. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, again, at, uh, from our friends at InfoMine, who we're going to be doing, uh, I'll do a little pitch on the partnership we're doing with uh, Intelligence Mind and some of their stuff at, at the end of the show here. But uh, InfoMine tweeted, uh, iron ore source passed $70 to a 16-month high. So iron ore doesn't, isn't like, you know, the black sheep anymore where Rio and BHP are just crushing the market with it. It seems to be going up again. So we'll see how... Some of our uh, Labrador trough iron ore plays go as we uh, as we move along here. It's not one. Uh, it's not 150. I'll tell you that. But it's, it's getting better. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and a uh, an update of this is uh, I have this and now I'm just I should do this every time they have one. But uh, I, this is a bit of an older tweet. I meant to mention it. It's tonight. It's Thursday. It's tonight. But mining for beers is tonight. Uh, so if anyone, well, have fun. At mining for beers. <laughs> next well, next time, yeah. Next time, I'll try to get out ahead of it. So I, I do have mining for beers tweet April twenty first. It, it is their next one. I'll get. I'll give people a heads up. We won't retroactively let you know next time. We'll try to. Get I should. I should try to make it down. Yeah, you should. April it's tonight. 31st. Yeah. Well, yeah. not tonight. I've got to. But next time. For yeah, sure. next time. I try to make those. They're always fun. Uh, Sean great. Kingsley does it. Sean, um, just yeah, fantastic. And, uh, they're they're a good time. Yeah. Um, and then a, a tweet from our friends over at mining.com. Uh, Anglo shareholders revolt against Kudafani's $4.9 million pay. That seems like a ridiculous amount of money. Like, I know it's not that much. Like, there's people making, like, more than that, which mm. is filthy. But, um, like, we talked about how uh, this is becoming more and more of a trend where, sh- where executive compensation is huge, is a big deal now. Like, people are paying way more attention to it. Barrick's gone through all this. Now Anglo's going through it. So, uh, yeah, so... You might see a little bit of a pay cut there, boys, sorry to tell you. But I mean, you're you're making $5 million a year. Like, I'm like, uh, it's like my Ferraris, my Ferraris. What What am I going to do? Did I ever tell you that? Like, I was laughing with my friend the other day. I said I was going to, when I, when I make an exploration company, I'm going to call it like Gucci Gold. Gucci Gold. Am I allowed to do that? I was just going to spell it like something different, like G-U-C-H-I. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you spell it differently. Yeah, that's that's Be like, is that pronounced gutty? It's like, no. No, Gucci. Gucci. Bling, bling. Yeah. Bling, bling. Yeah. (laughs) Online bling. Oh, no. That's also also a forecast. Leslie's Leslie's Leslie's, future. Leslie's future junior. Mm. Um, And then this is a tweet from Timmons Press. This isn't exactly a good story. Uh, D2 or gold mine is charged in connection with miners' death. So there are criminal charges coming up. Oh. Um, on June 2015, a D2 or Lake mine employee, uh, Dennis Millett, age 52, uh, was repairing equipment. And the investiga- uh, uh, investigation uh, determined that death was caused by acute cyanide intoxication. No. So, yeah. So I, I had talked to somebody about this, and they said that really shouldn't be possible on a mine site. Like somebody messed underground, up underground yeah yeah well like somebody oh, messed up like they said you shouldn't it shouldn't happen like sometimes obviously uh accidents do happen on on site but cyanide uh cyanide poisoning is like he's like the people i talked to off the record were like that's one that they were like ah i don't know how that they'd managed to do that but so they the uh opp is charging them uh the first appearance has been scheduled for may 10th uh at the ontario court of justice so not great news for detour um, but we'll follow that one along. Um, and then uh, I got one from Mineable, which is, I think, just a amalgamation of tweets about mining. Hey. Um, so, so this one's a, this is my innovation tweet, robot tweet. I always try to find one robot tweet. Uh, so seabed mining robots will dig for gold in hydrothermal vents. So this is actually, we've covered this story a lot over the past four years. Um, but this is about uh, Nautilus Minerals. 
who has uh, oh, yeah. uh the the Papua New Guinea yeah gold play at the bottom of the Bismarck Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a really cool picture of their like mining robot, like this giant thing with claws that like mines the seabed of floor. Um, and they are uh, they're testing them this year, um, and they're gonna they kind of they sorted everything out with the PNG government. Um, so they're going after deposits that are uh, copper, gold, silver. So it's a polymetallic thing. Sixteen hundred so meters VMS down. In the making. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, yeah. Basically, so, yeah. BMS in the making. I actually guys. have no idea what what the geology looks like at the bottom of the ocean. Black that's smokers. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's an ancient thing. Yeah, or yeah. BMS in the making for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. so that's our tweets of the week. That's uh, rad. Like I said, one thing I do want to pitch is coming up for uh, for us. And we're also doing it in partnership with um, our friends over at InfoMine Intelligence Mine. Is we're going to do some more data-driven stories. Uh, we're going to look more uh, a little bit at trends, uh, be they commodity prices, placements, uh, financings, and we're going to do a little bit more <laughs> executive compensation. Exa- executive <laughs> compensations. <laughs> unveil some investigative reporting. <laughs> so yeah, this is a new feature. We're going to be rolling it out probably later this month, and uh, we're going to be tracking things like private placements. Uh, in-ground reserves, just cool stuff, uh, trends you see in the industry that uh, our, uh, our writers have, uh, have caught. And we have a really good database of data. Database of data. Uh, anyway, we have a really good selection of data from our friends. <laughs> Don't be so over. hard on yourself. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Thursday. It's not even Friday. Um, <laughs> but so we're going to be digging into some numbers for you and th- seeing if we can come up with uh, some interesting uh, narratives and story ideas around uh, trends and uh cool little facts and figures in the business so keep an eye out for that that'll be really cool um but yeah so that pretty much wraps up our show for this week so please do enjoy uh well you'll be listening to this on monday i gotta stop doing this have a great week have a great week yeah, have, a, have, have a an amazing week. week well i will see you at cim leslie yeah. will be in hawaii. i will be in hawaii i'll have you know a cocktail for you guys on the beach for yeah. everybody oh for everybody my for, for everybody bright this, blue my tie a lot yeah <laughs> it's like fifty thousand people <laughs> anyway so uh, this is matthew keel it's leslie stokes signing off see ya